We're so glad you've joined us. Right now, it's Barry and Shauna Replay from 89.3 Moody Radio. Think of all the ways Jesus' grace can come to you. Sometimes Jesus' grace comes to us in a still, small voice. Sometimes it's like a sword piercing your heart, and you know you're being called to follow him. Sometimes it comes in waves and waves of liquid love. It can come in a thousand one ways, the grace of Jesus. Sometimes his grace is like a head-on crash. Jesus crashes into you. You die to your old way of life, and then you're raised to live, no longer for yourself, but for him who died for you. That's the case for James, a Perry and Shauna Mornings listener who, about 20 years ago, was in a literal head-on crash in Lake City that changed his life forever. The night before the crash, the Lord prepared James. He told him, don't give up, James, no matter what happens. It was about 20 years ago up in Lake City, just east of Cadillac, and it was uh, on a winter night. Somebody hit me head on. Uh, There's no reason I should have lived through this. Mm -hmm. And I'll even backtrack a little bit. The night before, I was in Petoskey, and I I was a 54-year-old, kind of a broken guy, trying to become a better person, a better Christian. So I went to a Bible study. I ended up sitting in the middle of this little church all by myself in the pastor comes in and he says, we're going to talk about the book of Job. And I kind of hung my head and go, oh no, not Job. Mm. Halfway into the, the Bible study, I just like sat up in my seat and perked up. And no matter what happens, don't give up. Don't lose your faith. No matter what happens, don't lose your faith. And I needed to hear that because my best friend had just died. The next night I have this head on accident and then about a month later, I found out my wife is interested in somebody else. But I'm hit head on. A young girl came across the center line. Her passenger side headlight hit my driver's side headlight and hit me so hard that I went about 100 yards backwards into a field, uh, almost sliding backwards into a, a pond. And her vehicle stayed up on the roadway. When the uh, EMTs finally came, they said, just see if he has a pulse because my vehicle was that destroyed. Mm-hmm. The sound of a head-on accident, you just never forget. But I uh, I kind of was coming to, and I could see I was in a really bad situation. And my head went back on the headrest, and I saw a bright light, and I thought about my two daughters had two daughters in college, and I was really trying to get them through, and they weren't quite ready. But then I just, I just gave in. I just, I said, "Well, this is how it's going to happen." And mm. I saw the bright light. I was okay with it. I was at peace. I just felt like I was letting them down again. And then all of a sudden, a guy appeared in my passenger side window. Now I had no windows left. The dashboard's like pushed up over my head. Steering wheels bent around my chest, and the column went into my armpit. He says, you're going to be okay. All I remember is he had a Carhartt hat on, and I thought, an angel wearing a Carhartt hat. Mm -hmm. He started getting things to try to put on me to keep me warm. When the EMTs got there, they had to crawl in through my back window to get to me, and Mm -hmm. it was a, a more mature lady EMT, and she... She took my vital signs with the cuff, and and then her eyes got just as big as saucers. 
and I'm bleeding. I put my hand in front of the airbag, and every bone in my left hand was broken, and my kneecap's about cut off, and my legs are bent back underneath me. Her eyes get real big, EMT late, and then she crawls in further so she can get in front of me and look at my face. And I thought, oh, no. So she takes my vital signs again, and she says, aren't you in pain? And I, I said, yes, yeah. She says, your vital signs are normal. And she asked me, she says, well, how can your vital signs be normal? And I, all I thought is, well, I've been saved for some reason. I couldn't get over this angel. And I, I got his name off of the, uh, the report. And I called him, and it was always like, oh, shucks, you know, everybody would have done it. I told him, I said, no, nobody else came to my vehicle. Who's going to look into a completely destroyed vehicle? So I, I really needed to hear that. Don't give up no matter what, because that really got me through some really, really tough time. What has Jesus done for you through this all the way up to this point? I think he's just encouraged me to keep trying, not give up, mm-hmm. because I had some bad habits. I've been able to put those behind me. My daughters are both really successful, and I say thank you, Jesus, mm-hmm. about that. You know, coming out of this accident, and God rescued you, and you were able to take care of your daughters all these years since. He's broken you free from some habits and addictions. What do you say to the person listening right now who just needs some hope? They feel hopeless. The book of Job is not, it's a story and it's dramatic. It's hard to read. The moral to it is is rock solid words from God that no matter what, don't lose your faith. Mm-hmm. Don't lose your faith. Don't don't go to the, the, the liquor store and try to drown your sorrows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can run to Jesus or we can run to a cheap substitute. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. No doubt, yeah. James, you know, God's got a plan for your life. And that's why the message to your heart that he keeps pressing in is don't stop. Don't give up because he's still yeah. doing things and he's still got things mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. So I just believe that with all my heart. And James, feel free to reach out anytime. We'd love to keep encouraging you on your journey and would love. Well, you do. <laughs> cool. You, do. you and, do. That's what I appreciate. And keep encouraging us because we're in this together. I'm pretty open about my struggles with guilt and shame and mm-hmm. how Jesus has helped me and is helping me. And why do you resonate so much with that? I just feel a lot of guilt about when you get to be 74, there's a lot of decisions were made. If you total those up, a bunch of them were not good. Even after this accident, I'm, I'm pretty sure I had a closed head injury because I couldn't sleep. I made some bad decisions trying to find happiness and everything. Went through another divorce which was uh, awful. And, you know, there's still decisions ahead of me. And I, I need to, you know, I look at the Bible as being uh, the best roadmap, the best best place to go when, you, when you're trying to make a decision. What I hear you saying is that 74 years old, you're looking back on a life of, well, God's been there, but man, I've made so many mistakes. My sins have added up so much. Mm-hmm and it can feel overwhelming, I hear you saying that. So when that happens, and I, and I know what that feels like, what do you do? What do you do in those moments when 
you know, the past just wants to come in like a tsunami. Well, I go to my knees. Mm-hmm. I go to my knees, sort of an old athlete, too. And I, I do stretching and everything in the morning. But typically when I'm stretching, I'm on my knees, too. And I, I try to start off the day with some prayers. You know, I know that God humbles us. You know, I think he had to bring me to my knees and humble me. But I don't have it figured out. I don't have any great words of wisdom. I just know that people need to know that there are angels around. They tend to show up just in the nick of time. Again, don't don't give up. Don't lose your faith. Yeah. You know, here's where I find hope. It's in preaching the gospel to myself every single day. And I know you know the gospel and you love the gospel, but the gospel is not just something that gets us in the door. <laughs> it's something we need every day. So mm-hmm. I just want to encourage you that, you know, Jesus lived the perfect life that you could never live and that he died in your place for all of your sins and all of your wrongs and all of your mistakes and all your failures. And he took on your shame and he took that all on himself because he loves you and me so much. And he rose from the grave to bring us into the Father's embrace. And so when the Lord looks at you and me, he doesn't see all that junk. And I know we can still feel the shame, so I'm not dismissing that. But he doesn't see all the junk. He sees his son. And he can say to us, he says to you, just as he says to me and Shauna, you are my beloved child whom I love, and in you I'm well pleased. Amen. I know you can't earn it. It's a gift. It's it's grace. I hold on to that. Yeah, man. There's a verse that just keeps coming to mind for me right now. I just want to share with you, James. I think this is, the Lord wants you to know this this morning in Stephaniah 317. Mm. The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. And in his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. That's your right now reality. Yep. <laughs> it's every day. Yep. Every day. We got to try. Try harder. Thanks for opening yes. up your heart. Yep. And rather than try harder, just trust more. Mm-hmm. Do you know what day it is today? Today is the first day of November. It is. It is November 1. And you know why that is significant? Because it's Thanksgiving month. Last year, during the whole month of November, we had a no complaining challenge. And so many of you jumped on board and were like, okay, I'm in, not going to complain for the entire month. We disciplined ourselves to just hold our tongue, just stop and not say what you're thinking if it's something negative. No complaining. And I could not believe personally how many times I had to just stop talking like mid sentence. And then I'd realize, oh, I'm about to say something negative. Mm -hmm." And I just stop. But Philippians 2.14 guided us through the month, you know, do everything without grumbling or arguing. And that's good. I mean, that's just a good word. That's a good practice. And if you actually decide to take on the discipline, I think you two would be surprised at how often something is going to come out. And it's like, oh, that's not helpful. That's not positive. But many of you took on the challenge last year. We're going to do it again. But we are going to up the ante. We're going to raise the bar this year. And we're going to add something, another layer. It's the no complaining challenge plus thanking God 
and giving praise. So not only are we going to just stop ourselves from complaining, but we're also going to turn our minds and our hearts to praising God instead of complaining. No matter what the circumstances are, there's always something that you can be thankful for in the midst of it every single time. We just have to learn to identify what that thing is. You're upping the workout. I am. No complaining. Yeah. And then you step over to to the... Thank God station. Right. Because if you want to get stronger, if you want to get healthier, you got to add your weights. You got to up the weights. Right. Right. So that's what we're doing. What happens, Shauna, if you get caught complaining this month? <laughs> what repercussions are that's there? That's a good question. There's a little calorie that you wear. Does she buy it? I was thinking maybe she takes us out to lunch, Perry. Oh, oh if I complain, I take you guys out yes. to lunch? Yep. What about Ooh. us? <laughs> well, yeah, I don't think we're agreeing to the challenge, are we? <laughs> We haven't yet. That's wimpy. I think y'all need to consider whether this is something you should be a part of or not. That's what I think. Ben said it. I didn't. Yeah. Well, if we if we commit to it, if we train ourselves, we got a whole month to work on this. It's the whole month of November. I think we can train ourselves for our brain to be able to identify the things that we should be thinking on. You know what I mean? So instead of just like not complaining, we want to replace the empty space. We're going to release that half done sentence with something good. Philippians 4, 8 through 9 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. We're even going to say talk about such things. Whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. So here's the plan. We're going to put it into practice. We're going to put into practice praise. So as we prepare our hearts this year for Thanksgiving, because, you know, one day is just not enough. We're going to take it on the whole month. Our theme for this month is gratitude is greater than grumbling. Gratitude is greater than grumbling. So legit, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. I was grumpy all day yesterday so I could get it all out of my system before I made this commitment to you today. (laughs) What did you do, Ben? (laughs) Well, I wasn't here. Uh, nothing at all. You'd have to ask Scott. <laughs> it wasn't either of them. I was just, I was really grumpy about an upcoming dental appointment. And I was ah. just like disgruntled. I'm like, Wah! I don't want to go to the dentist. Blah, blah, blah. So I got it all out yesterday. So I'm ready. Are you ready? Are you ready to join this month as we shift our focus from grumbling to gratitude? I'm ready. I'm it's a ready. Challenge. I'm ready. It's a challenge, Perry. Aren't you like... Then that just going to get under your skin a little bit? Like, ooh, you could win. This is about points. I'll give you points every time. Ooh. <laughs> this is not about winning or losing. This is about a life-giving practice. I'm hearing you, sister. Mm-hmm. I'm challenging you, my friend. All right. All right. So if you want to be in on the gratitude is greater than grumbling challenge, if you're going for it. I, I'm telling you, you need this and you've got this. You can do this. Text us and let us know that you're in. If you're going to join us for the gratitude is greater than grumbling challenge, just text gratitude to 800-968-8930, 800-968-8930. Let's do this. Give thanks in all circumstances. This is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do you ever have the experience where you wake up in the middle of the night and you wake up and your first thought is, oh, I'm awake. And then your second thought is, oh, I don't want to be awake. And then you're like, well, since I'm awake, I might as well talk to the Lord. Might as well pray. And then you start praying. Mm -hmm. 
there's that. And then there's the times when I wake up and my mind is already going. And and I had this happen not last night, but the night before. But I'd, I my sleep kept getting interrupted by a verse. So I would wake up and my first thought was not, I'm awake. My first thought was, then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore their land. And then I went right back to sleep. And then I woke up again. Then if my people, and this happened like at least a dozen times in one night's sleep, which is probably for me, you know, if I get a good night's sleep, it's like seven and a half hours on a, you know, during the week. But this thought, this verse kept interrupting my sleep, waking me. And, and I'm like, Lord, yes. What, you know, what do you want me to do? What do you, how do you want me to respond to this verse? But I just kept having this experience over and over through the night. Interestingly enough, I felt rested when I woke up in the morning. I didn't feel like I had tossed and turned all night or I'd been up all night. But I think there's something to this and I don't necessarily know exactly what it is. Yeah, I, you know... If that had happened to me, I would think first, you know, Lord, what, what do I need to do? Mm-hmm. You know, look at myself and where do I need to humble myself? And every day I'd, I confess my pride because that's, that's in my heart. Pride and selfishness is in my heart. Jesus is changing me, but I always got to deal with that. And then, of course, you know, with the platform that I have, whatever it is, whether in my neighborhood or on the radio or what have you, you know, just be talking with his people about this. Mm-hmm. This isn't for the person who's not following Jesus. Right. This isn't for the person who doesn't really want to be following Jesus. This is for us. You know, this is like looking at ourselves as God's people and seeing where we need to humble ourselves and repent and turn and call on God to change us. That's actually the, what was mostly on my mind as I thought about it was the, you know, this is second Chronicles seven fourteen, but it's the words who are called by my name. That was the part that just kind of jumped out at me and caught my attention. I was like, okay, this is for Christians. Just like you said, Perry, this is for those of us who call ourselves Christian, who call ourselves by the name of Jesus, mm-hmm. that we're being invited. And when I hear this voice or when I hear this verse, I usually think about praying for our country, praying, you know, which makes sense that it would come up right around the time of the election when we have an election uh, on Tuesday next week. Week from today. Right. So that being on my mind, but also my own translation of this verse has been like, if you skinny it down, like, you know, oh yeah, Christians need to pray and God's going to heal our land. But that's not what this verse says. This verse is a call for Christians to pray, but it also says, Humble yourself and pray. Seek God's face. Turn from their wicked ways. I mean, this is a very personal, individual call that results in a broad result. You know, I'm going to heal your land if you'll Mm -hmm. do this. But it's a personal call to each one of us to say, Lord, where do I need to be humbled in my life? Where do I need to be purified? How do I you know, seek your face in your face alone and help me to see the places in my life. You know, scripture says in the Old Testament, they had um, sacrifices that they had to make for sins that they committed. And then there were sacrifices they had to make for sins that they did not know they had committed. So we all have things in our life that are not pleasing to the Lord. 
that we're just walking around largely unaware of. So to even just say, okay, Lord, where's the, where are the wicked ways in my heart and in my life? And that, that I'm just not even aware of it. Help me to see that Mm -hmm. and purify me, make me like you. And a huge part of this is, and what's stake, what's at stake is the mission of Jesus because he has blessed us as his people to be a blessing. We haven't been blessed to hoard our blessings mm-hmm. and to be this nice, neat little country club. But he has blessed us to bless our world. And so if we, if we are, you know, daily, daily repenting, daily being honest with God, daily realizing, you know, I have feet of clay mm. and just asking Jesus to wash me again. He's, he's washed me of all of my sins, past, present, and future, but... But when I get honest with God about my sins, it deepens my relationship with Jesus, helps me to be more sensitive about my sin, and helps me to be more kind to my world, become the blessing that I was called to to be to the world. And so I think this this passage, you know, for me is like, you know, clear the way so you yeah. can fulfill the mission God has given you, which is to bless people. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's it right there. I think we should pray. Can we pray real quick? Let's do that. Lord, thank you for this verse. Thank you for your heart. Thank you that you are always open and willing to receive us. Whatever state we're in right now, however much of a mess we are right now, Lord, you just wrap your arms around us. You don't wait for us to get showered, put on some fresh clothes, you know, clean it up a little bit. You just run to us and wrap your arms around us and welcome us. And you purify us, God. You put your righteousness Mm. on us. Yep. What a gift. Lord, help us to see today where we need to be purified, where we need to turn from our wicked ways. Lord, help us to be ready to humble ourselves, to seek your face, to call out to you. And God, we do ask in all of that, as we do our part, that you would heal our land. Thanks for listening to Perry and Shauna Replay. To learn more, text us at 800-968-8930. That's 800-968-8930.